All right, welcome back to the MVP podcast here on a, now we're getting into chili territory. I'm guessing up in Canada, it's chili territory for you as well, Jennifer. It has already snowed twice here. Oh my God. We got our first, would you consider that a frost, Natasha? Was that a snow? So you guys got a snow when I was actually up in Canada and I was so mad because I was coming back that day and I was like, it was warmer in Canada than it was in Wisconsin. (laughs) Where were you in Canada? Toronto. Okay, so that was about that's about a seven hour drive south of where I am. Okay, awesome. Yeah, we just uh went up for a fun weekend getaway. Um just a lot of things kind of fell into place and it was like, well, it's a good opportunity, and my husband's never been, so we went. Perfect. Yeah. Good and for- we've had a couple uh podcast guests from Toronto. Yep. Who I think I've made the claim like Toronto is the New York City of Canada. It could be I looked at that way, was- yeah close or yeah. it's building to that oh yeah because they're doing a lot of um building downtown and stuff and i think in the next like five years or so they're supposed to be having some really massive uh skyscraper towers and all sorts of stuff going up in toronto that's crazy mm-hmm. but i mean cool to see and it's fun to see like in 10 or 20 years from now if we look back to photos like i think the most glaring one i've seen um has to be it's not tokyo um man what was the country just a massive build over 20 years like it was basically nothing to now they've got skyscrapers and businesses and factories and it's booming that's what Uh, i'll be curious to see what the landscape of toronto looks like in the next five ten years Yes, I'm going to be very curious to see what happens with that. Because we're so used to the iconic CN Tower in Toronto, and then all of these other buildings are going up, up and around it. I'm like, this will be interesting to see how it all kind of looks in the next few years. Yeah, Yeah, do you think they're going to protect the sight line that is so, like, well-known? I hope so. I hope so, because they seem to be building all along the waterfront, so it's going to be, like, that's that's pretty much where the CN Tower is, so I don't know how they're going to manage that, but We will see. We'll see. We stayed um, by the CN Tower. It was really, really cool. It is very cool. And I know that the issue is that in Toronto, like there's very little housing available. Yes. Um, but housing is also super expensive in Toronto too. And so, I mean, they're looking at building a combination of affordable housing and then luxury housing and all these condo big buildings and stuff that are also going to house retail spaces and all that stuff too. So it'll be curious to see what happens in the next few years. Yeah, and that parallels exactly to what some of the brokers and agents from that Toronto area have said. It's condos, they have some luxury, but a lot of it is just trying to get housing for people. Yes. And even the condos they're getting, you can't get a condo for under like a half a million dollars. Oh, you can't. There's no way. Which Toronto's expensive. Yeah, it's crazy. I did not, when I first talked to the people in the Toronto area, I did not expect those prices. No. Um, and those I don't know if it's are not the same as up here though. Like where I am, no. Um, we don't even have a whole lot in the way of condos. It's mostly um single family homes. Yeah. Um, and the I would say the average price for a single family home here is probably around two hundred and fifty thousand. Yeah. Uh, much more palatable. <laughs> yeah, it makes more sense, right? You're not paying one point two million for a tiny little <laughs> square <place> somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and there's less chaos going around. Oh, it's not so like people are doing here. bad or good things. There's just a lot of people. Yes. Not up north. <laughs> this is the weakest segue we've ever had, but we opened up the show trying to eliminate chaos. And I brought crystals for that reason. 
I live in the country and I like to eliminate chaos. Good like, thing. So you need to come on. up north. <laughs> I know. I really do. So as a kid, we've always, me, my dad, my brother have talked about a fishing trip up to the Boundary Waters. Okay. Because that was something we've always wanted to do. But with sports and life, we just never got up there. And we had a cottage up by Green Bay, which is heading towards Canada, but <laughs> still not there. Um, and that's about as far as we've gotten. So Canada's on my list to go fish. I just want to fish up there once. Okay, so you need to do like a fly-in fishing thing to up north here. Yep. That's what it was going to be. It was going to be a fly-in and then that you're there and then they come pick you up. Well, That's the city that I live in has, within city boundaries, there are 500 different water sources. That's oh. awesome. It's all lakes and rivers and, like, yeah, because Timmins is, um, area-wise, one of the biggest cities in the country. Population-wise, it's extremely small, but area-wise, it's one of the biggest cities in the country. And it's, really? like, full of water and trees and forest and, yeah. That is cool. <laughs> So that's where you get your background from living in that area i'm sure exactly. has done a lot into like hey this is normal this is like normal energy it's natural which, i'm sure if you go into toronto you can feel the difference oh, just I in the totally feel it. i'll call it a buzz which is yeah. a very vague term but no you're right though it's a whole different feeling and i get it no matter what city i'm in um like i'm going to a city this, this weekend that's four hours from here and it just has a completely different feel as well, but it's also on a lake. So the city has just a whole different feel to it. But I know that being up north here, I love being able to go for a walk in the trails or go for a walk around the lake or like that kind of thing, because it just kind of grounds you. And it just, that natural energy, just, you feel it. It, it, it just resonates all the way through you. Uh -huh. Yeah. And do you think, this is just an oddball question, we talked about crystals. We talked about creating energy or blocking some energy. Is there any way that you can try to replicate or get close to replicating the energy of like natural water, bod bodies of water around you change the energy, uh, green space or trees or live plants change the energy. Can you do that synthetically through like crystals or space clearing or do you attempt to try and get as close as possible? I don't it's know. A combination. I, I'm curious. Yeah, it's a combination of things. Um, there have been times where I've gone into spaces and it just feels really heavy. And doing a space clearing is really important because you just feel the energy just feels like it's weighing down on you. So there are different ways of doing space clearings. Crystals work really well for that. But often we'll times we'll go in um, and sage the the space or um we'll do space clearings with um oranges oranges or like um like a salt water cure that kind of stuff will help to kind of elevate the energy in a space that makes a big difference because otherwise you're going to feel really stuck and stagnant so yeah. space clearings are working really well but once we've got that energy kind of flowing again we want to bring in some natural elements we want to bring in plants we want to bring in like a water fountain and you know that kind of thing to kind of replicate that natural feel because if you're in a big city say you're in toronto you've got all of these buildings that are pointing at you and a lot of times they have what we call a saw chi so like the corner of a building is what's called a poison arrow so it'll be like if it's if you're looking and you see this pointed arrow pointing at your building, you've got negative energy coming at you. So we want to clear the space really? and then bring in the elements of nature as much as we possibly can. So you were really? just talking about oranges, like like the fruit oranges. 
Yes, so um, there are a couple of different ways of doing it. Um, one of the ways that we do it too is we'll take um, oranges and put them in a bowl and then fill the bowl up with water and then add some sea salt. And then you can just sprinkle that water around like the, the space, like in the corners and that kind of stuff. The orange, the citrus in the orange actually elevates the energy in your space. And that's why even when it comes to like oranges, We'll put them in a bowl on your dining room table, and that actually elevates the wealth energy in your home. Well, so there are different things that we do with oranges, but one of them is that space clearing. I think it's really interesting that you were saying that. Because yesterday I was working at another one of my clients' homes, and she had um, some oil in a diffuser. And all I kept smelling was like this orange essence. And I was like, and I felt really invigorated when I walked into yeah. the room. And I was just like, and especially since I'm feeling so sick and down right now, I was just like, Oh, I like, I literally like lifted me up and I was like, this is really, it's with a really odd feeling. So yeah, those uplifting scents are really, really helpful. If you do things like, um, any kind of citrus, um, lemon even, or orange, um, things like peppermint, cinnamon, those are things that are kind of going to give you that lift. Drinking my lemon yeah. right now. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so after, after our show, I had gone on a big, a fact finding mission of how to break up the energy in the basement. Because if you remember the last show, when I go down the first flight of steps to enter into my basement, I've got a room and then you got to take a left. But when you take the left into the old part of my basement, it just seems like everything stops. Like it's just no, it's a no fun zone. Yeah. Um, so one thing that they did mention was peppermint. Yes. One, it helped with spiders and bugs. It doesn't yep. kill them, but they don't like it. Right. So I was like, okay, I can start there because that rids any bugs down there. And then it talked about the energy properties and how it boosts the energy down there. So I took it, diluted it in water in a spray bottle and just started spraying around like the ceiling where all the cracks would be, where bugs would be, and then uh, carpet and furniture that was porous. Um, it actually left a very good scent. And I feel like the basin's being more used now. And good. my son... It, the biggest test is my son would never go down there alone. That's what he you were saying. Like, he didn't like that space. Yeah, dad, come here. Let's go downstairs and play. And I'm like, okay. And now he's like, all right, I'm going to go downstairs. And I was like, all right, I'll meet you down there. So like now he's actually going down. And it, I don't know if that's a comfort or if it's all because like of the work that I did or a combination. I don't right. know. But either way, the byproduct was great. Perfect. So I love it. peppermint. Peppermint works. It absolutely does. Yep. Mm -hmm. um, and then the other thing, which I didn't do, but I'm, I was going to ask you about it. Have you heard of those like ozone cleaners? They're like a plug-in air neutralizer. Yeah. We don't usually use those. Um, Thank not you. Really something I, I've ever used in a space. No. Okay. I'm curious because, so we're trying to eliminate the energy field downstairs or the negative energy. So let's plug in something to run more energy. That part, I, I didn't yeah, get. Yeah, it kind of doesn't sit right. It's weird, right? Or am yeah. I thinking about that incorrectly? Yeah, no, no, like, no, that's absolutely right. And that was more used for like an odor neutralizer. So like you go and you plug it in, it's supposed to like suck up all the, okay, yeah. the odor and bad air, I guess. Yeah, And then yeah, replenish yeah. it. I've, but I've never really used them in a space though. Okay. No. I wasn't sure if there was any merit to it. No, I, I generally use like, I tend to go more natural than that. So, Okay. yeah. Awesome. If you is want to do anything? older neutralizers, use baking soda instead. Okay, baking soda and then vinegar was the other one that was tossed out. 
Yeah, vinegar works too. I prefer baking soda personally, just because I feel like it absorbs better. Okay, so baking soda, is that like the technique of spreading it and then vacuuming it? How you you can. That okay. is one way of doing it. Yeah, absolutely. You can, um, <clears throat> especially if you're doing it, say, like on a mattress or something, you're going to like sprinkle it on your mattress and then leave it there all day and then vacuum it up before you go to bed at night and then put your sheets back on. Okay. Mm -hmm. The the another wonderful thing about baking soda. Yes. <laughs> I feel like it has a thousand uses to it. I know you can use it for all sorts of stuff. <laughs> everything. Everything. Absolutely. And then the other thing that we did talk about were these crystals. Can I get you to explain what some of these are? If because I can tell I you to friend... explain what they are, yes, I will tell you what they are. <laughs> so I had a friend bring these over. It was after or near our show um, because I talked to her about the energy blockage. So she had brought them over. This one, which you had an idea of what you think it is. And for everybody listening, there's no labels on these. So she's coming in cold. Right, exactly. So to me, it looks like selenite. Um, could be white quartz, but it looks like selenite to me. Um, and selenite is really good for absorbing negative energies. So it's really good for, I know you were talking about where you had placed it, and it's really good for absorbing those EMF energies. So we'll often put them in spaces that have that kind of uh, energy going on. So that's probably what that is. Which is awesome. That is placed underneath my TV. Perfect. Right now. So Perfect. right where all of the technology is in my living room, that's where it's sitting. That's exactly where it should be. And from what I can tell, that looks like it could be black obsidian. And black okay. obsidian is awesome as a protector. Okay. So Other it's really than the good. dog, we've got this thing. Yes. So put it at your entrance and that'll help kind of protect the energies coming to you, towards your house. Awesome. And that was where it was placed kind of by the front door on this little like half wall thing I had. Perfect. Are there any other um crystals that you would recommend because i'm i'm thinking on on my side of things where um like we were talking about toronto very close quarters a lot of technology a lot of energy in one small little space um for those people that are apartment owners or a lot of doors in a small area owners yeah um to try and get the energy to lower because I always think about trying to get the space for these tenants to be homey. Like, I don't want to, I don't want you to think you're living in someone else's space. I want it to be yours. You have more pleasant time of living in a space. You have more chances of staying, which yeah. is a, a win. Yeah. So um, adding these around heavily dense areas, do you have any other recommendations for people out there who either have rental units or are living in a rental unit and they're getting this like, it doesn't feel like home. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> before you even start incorporating the crystals, <clears throat> there are other things that you can do. Um, a lot of times if you're moving into a space before you even move in, um, there's kind of a ritual that we can kind of do to make sure that the space that you're moving into is bringing your energy and it's not leaving the energy of the previous tenant there. So you wanna do a big thorough cleaning of it, open all of the windows for at least nine minutes cause that'll let all the air kind of flow through. And you wanna make sure that if you're, if you're bringing stuff from your old place and you've got like your, your cleaning supplies, your broom, your mop, whatever, do not bring your broom with you. When you move into your new place, buy a new broom because it's fresh, it's clean. So you're bringing in the new energy that you can use to clean out the space that's there and then do a space clearing. You can always, like I said, use one of the space clearing ideas that I was giving you. And then yeah. once you've got that and you've got your, your 
furniture positioned properly. Bringing in some of those crystals is really helpful. Having the black obsidian at your entrance is really good. Um, white quartz is actually really good because it actually um, amplifies the energy of other crystals. So let's say you have okay. um, amethyst or you have a rose quartz or something, it'll amplify the energy of that uh, crystal. So you okay. can put those together, say on like your coffee table or something like that. Awesome. So it's the salt of crystals. Yeah. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. And sodium, very important for everything. Yes. <laughs> That's cool. I didn't know about the cleaning, like you want a clean house, no pun intended, of your cleaning supplies because they were cleaning. We could think about it like the bad energy from your old place. Of somebody so like, else. And you it. don't know what kind of energy the other people were had. You have no idea. It could have been that they had the most amazing, fabulous relationship in there, or they could have been fighting all the time. Like you don't know. Yeah. Right? So you want to clear out that energy and start fresh. True. Mm -hmm. True. For those who have, who didn't do that, who are in their house for <laughs> eight years now, and they're like, I did not do that. Is crystals the route to go or like a deep clean? Both. Uh, yeah, stuff? both. So you could do still um, a really good clean. You want to make sure that you're decluttering as much as possible. That's kind of the big thing, because when you first walk into your space, you want it to feel like it just wraps you in a big hug. And if you walk in and it doesn't feel that way, chances are you've got either too much crap in your house or it just feels very impersonal because you've just kind of made it look like a magazine and it doesn't actually fit you. Yeah. Um, but it could also be carrying the energy of previous tenants or from the energy of people that are living above you, below you, beside you, whatever. So mm -hmm. doing the space clearing is really, really important. And you can do that at any time. Um, a lot of times I don't follow like certain rules of like doing it on a new moon or full moon or anything like that, but some people do. Um, but if you wanted to get into that kind of ritual, you could, but do that yeah. space clearing and you can do that anytime, absolutely anytime. And then the other thing that actually is really good is to wash down the front of your door. Really? Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Whether you're facing like outside or you're just facing a hallway, wash down the outside of your door. Okay. Should we do that with like a, a peppermint or a, you a can. baking soda? Yeah, one of the things that I often do is I'll put um, warm water in a bowl with some sea salt and then a little bit of um, orange essential oil. Okay, mm -hmm. that'd be nice. Yeah. Is there anything you should do on the outside of the house or everything inside? Like that's the first time through the first show and the second that we mentioned the exterior. The outside Actually, is so important. We did mention some exterior. I was deciding what I want to do with my brick path coming into my the house. Lovely. Yes. I did. I curved it. So it went Yay. down and it curves down. Recommendation from you. Good. Yay. <laughs> so I guess that is one thing that I did on the outside to make it not as, um, I forgot what, what term we used it before, but it was very like regimented. Yeah. And that kind of gave it some softness on the outside, it which it did. Flow so I, of energy. Yeah. I do like the recommendation of it. Good. Um, so anything else other than like washing the door? That um, it depends on whether your house spaces, like if you actually have a front yard or not, right? Um, so I think I mentioned last time um, when I moved back to my hometown here two years ago, I didn't know how long I was going to be here. So I live in an apartment right now. Um, so when you walk out my front door, what you see is the house next door. You don't actually, like, I don't have a front yard, so to speak. Okay. Um, so where mine is, my home faces north, like my front door faces north. So what I do is because it faces north, north is the water element. 
I've put some stuff out there that kind of bring in that water element to kind of elevate the energy there, but also brought in some plants as well. Um, where my uh, door is, it's covered. So I have, I can have a space under there that I can put plants in um, and leave them there. Well, probably not all winter, but you know, most of the year. Yeah. And um, so bringing in that energy is really good. You kind of want to take a look at what direction your home is facing, what your front door is facing. Um, and then that'll determine what color of um, flowers you can plant, um, whether you should be putting like say a water fountain in your front yard or something like that. I've worked on yards that are like huge and we've worked on the entire property right from the, the curb line all the way back. And I've actually worked with a landscaper um, on a property as well because this person wanted their entire property feng shui. And we did the yeah. garden space in the back to make sure that everything was kind of coordinating with the right directions. Interesting. That had to have been a, a huge project. Huge. To do a, a whole yard. Property. Yeah, yeah. Well, someone was just telling me yesterday and I don't know why this, the timing was impeccable because someone told me last night at about 9 p.m. Uh, they just bought a property up north in Wisconsin and they did not know as they were buying the property that it belonged to an infamous uh, person from Wisconsin who buried a lot of things in land. Oh, goodness. Uh, yeah. So they, they finally figured out, uh, someone had told them the coordinates and they're like, yeah, that's my property. Um, so decades back when it was all going on, they had dug up everything to find evidence and all that um i think his name was ed if okay we know our wisconsin history uh so that was one thing that i'm like oh man what's going on in that that property yeah 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 who knows what kind of energy is coming up out of that yikes earth space yeah like obviously the physical is gone but something is still there like you were talking about previous owners in the house do they have a good relationship or do they fight all the time and all that's going to get wrapped up and and recycled yeah um so that was like my first thing was like oh no what's happening or what yeah. could happen yeah i know that you could always put stuff in there that um has movement to it so if you had a fountain or if you had wind chimes or if you had stuff with movement that's going to help kind of prevent that energy from like stagnating and staying put. Yeah. The fountain, I can definitely see that makes sense because I've heard so much about moving water, yeah, like be around water. moving water will help you. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. It's gotta be different than leaving your sink on. That does not count. It's got, that be... doesn't count. That <laughs> <laughs> does not count. No. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, the moving water definitely does help. So I, I definitely see that one. Um, you get somehow stuck, like you're in an apartment. There's no way you can put a a, a water fountain in your front no, I porch can't. area. No. So you got to get creative with some spaces. Oh, absolutely. And that's a lot of times where we bring in color. Color is really important, um, especially for certain areas of your home. I mean, um, like, so for example, in my front door faces north. I'm going to want to put colors that are like black or dark blue, that kind of thing, but I don't want to bring in the fire element because the fire element doesn't work with the water element. So I'm not going to put things out there that are like bright red or purple, you know? Whoa. There's, um, I didn't think about colors. Different cycles that we use. There's yeah. the productive cycle and there's the reductive cycle. And it's like, you know, when you think about common sense, if you're wanting to activate the fire element, you're going to add more wood because wood creates fire. 
Um, but then at the same time, if you want to elevate the fire energy, the last thing you want to put there is water. Hmm. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'd be torn. Because there's five different elements that we work with, and each element represents a different part of your home, different part of your space, and how it's going to impact what is what kind of goals that you have for your life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I wonder, because I do have a lot of natural wood and I have a lot of water. So I have competing energies. No, water and wood together are good. Okay. Because water supports wood. So that's good. Okay. Yeah. What should I avoid being on water? If uh, fire. Ooh. So <laughs> I don't have, I did pick all neutral tones. So I think I was trying to think about this as you were saying, like the orientation of your house. I believe my door is facing no uh, northeast. Northeast, okay. My door that is like a element. dark blue. Okay, so so it's an earth element. So northeast is basically an earth element space. Um, you could go with um, colors that are like tan, brown, uh, terracotta, that kind of thing. But um, you could also bring in fire energy colors as well because fire creates earth. So you could do red you can do burgundy you can do you know that kind of stuff i could do a burgundy yeah i could get on on board with the burgundy Mm -hmm. so that would help yeah the red i feel like would just like pop the reason i went with blue is because when you look at my house the backyard is like the water nature area and what i didn't want is a house like popping through and owning your eye as you look through like i'd rather you look at the backyard look at the trees look at the river and look that's around my point. house yeah. so that's why i kind of went with neutrals and earth tones because yeah, i didn't want it to tone down in the front and whatever yeah do you have a lot of lights in the front of your house do you have like at nighttime is it easier for people to find your house um i've got like stanchion lights on the porch but that's about it and then i've yeah. got my under the porch lights but those are hardly ever on i'm not a big light person I'll be home and I'll have one light on. I don't don't like lights. Just turn on a lamp and then you're good as long as I can see what's going on. (laughs) Sidebar for a second, guys. Literally two days ago, I just had canned lights put in my house and I like have them on full boat. And that's like, it makes me feel so good and warm and my room feels so big. Awesome. I love it. I love it. I love it. Well, on the outside, lights on your house and your property are really important because when you think about the flow of energy, which we call chi, you want the chi to be able to find your house the way you'd want other people to find your house. So a lot of times, you know, if you've got this curved walkway, which is awesome, you want the energy to be able to find its way to the house. Yeah. So having lights is really important. So I should get those little like stick in the ground uh, solar lights at least. Could, yeah. Yeah. Like bare minimum. If you want a bare minimum, that'll work. Go to the dollar store and get yourself some solar lights and stick in the ground. <laughs> I might. I know that I just ordered lights like my backyard. I've got um, a little bit more work to do with like the fire air, like the fire pit. And um, I'm going to add some lights down there. Okay. I just need it to be done before I can add them. And they're yeah. already ordered. So the lights are on the way. Okay, so good. Energy will be here soon enough. Okay, cool. <laughs> You're working towards it. <laughs> yes, I'm working towards it. And then I'm going to do like some hanging like pendant lights. So it will be lit eventually. Okay, okay perfect. Um, but yeah, inside, I've always been on the, the track of natural light can kind of lead you with when you need light and when you don't. And when 
when our natural light is turning off, we should turn other things off and just and coast into, and, yeah, yeah, quiet into the night and then go to bed and reset. And then when the light turns back on, you got lights. That makes a big impact on your circadian rhythm and how you sleep. Yeah, I was I was told that uh, if you look at your phone or any of that blue light after like 10 or 11, it's it's resonating in your brain for two hours. It should so be you, even earlier than that. You should be shutting it off around like if you go to bed at 10, you should be shutting it off around eight or nine. Yeah, and that's what they were saying, like two hours. So if you look at it before you go to bed at 10 and you fall asleep, your brain is still processing it's that still light. Going. Yeah. until midnight so now you're sleeping from midnight to whenever you wake up exactly. rather than 10 until when you wake up exactly yeah and Which this is, is why really, we talk really... about no electronics in the bedroom right yes it is such a hard pattern to break <laughs> a lot oh of people tell me that they're like i'm not getting rid of my tv it's not coming out of my room i'm like just try it just try it what about listening yeah. to your cell phone, like for music in your bed? So I do that actually. Um, before I go to bed at night, I'll be laying in bed and I usually journal. And then I'll also I'll, uh, often listen to like um, binaural beats or something like that, just really low, just kind of to kind of de-stress my body. And, but I'm not actually like looking at my phone. I think that's oh. what it is. If you're looking at your phone, you're looking at your TV, you're looking at your computer, that's resonating in your brain. The Got music it. is different. I have to drown out my day. Like I have to like physically like have all of my surrounding noise like stopped and like just focusing on like my one song on repeat. Nice. So you know, and if that works to help calm you down, then yeah. that's better than watching Netflix till one in the morning. Oh, for sure. Yeah. No, I'm a I'm a big baby. I go to bed at like nine o'clock at night. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. I there are days I fall asleep at like 11 when I started laying down at nine that helps um I wish I could fall asleep at nine I like I said really bad pattern I've gotten into that I wish I could get back to like the no phone in bed it's bad um but I do I found um I used to do 528 hertz okay to go to bed yep. which is like a healing yes uh frequency and then someone told me about brown noise which I didn't know there was brown noise. I knew there was white noise, but there's also pink noise. There's different, yes. There's different levels, yes. Are you, do you know anything about those? Can Not you a whole lot. To, I don't know a whole lot about it. Me? I find it fascinating, but I don't know a whole lot about it. Yeah, I think it's fascinating too. Even the 528 stuff, they were talking about being able to purify like water. Like yes. they could pull oil out of water with the 528 hertz stuff. Yes. Which is where I'm like, okay, even if it doesn't work like that in the human body, it can't hurt. No, that's exactly it, right? It's not gonna hurt you. Right, so like I, I'll do it and see how I feel. And I know when I started, I slept a lot better. And then I don't know if my body just got used to it and then it just kicked back into where it was. And <laughs> like, it definitely puts me to sleep, but I don't feel, the first night I did it, I woke up and I had like a buzz. Like I felt my body like vibrating a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I've had that happen before. I've and then since happen. then, it's kind of like tapered out. But um, I think with anything, your body just becomes attuned to it and you lose those little nuances of it. Like it's yeah, still you need there. To change things up. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if that was what it was. And that's why I was like, okay, I found out about brown noise. Let's check out that. What is that about? Mm -hmm. Pretty similar, but I don't know like the science behind them all. I don't know a whole lot about that either. I, like I said, I've read about it. I find it fascinating, but I honestly don't know a whole lot about it. Yeah, I wonder how that plays in with like the color. 
or if we could pair a frequency with the color or because I, I think ultimately at some way, all of those senses that we're talking about are tied in. Oh, they the, absolutely the feel, are. The touch, the sight. So there has to be a combo of like scent and tone or I think we do color and scent pretty easy because yeah, you think pick up an orange. Interconnected. Yeah, you pick up an orange and you smell it and it smells like an apple. You're gonna be like, that doesn't work. Something's wrong, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I think like color and sound I think would be, there has to be a combo in there somewhere. There's got to be a combination there too. Absolutely. And we need people like you to figure out what that is. Like That's that is right. your niche. That's your homework for next show. Figure okay, out a combination. <laughs> and we'll see where that takes us. Right. Because you think about if, if there was a sound that you could take through the house as you clear, Mm-hmm. Do you do that already? You probably don't do that. Then. Yeah, sound is actually, we do use sound um, a lot of times too. If you want to kind of, if there's a little bit of stale energy happening, we'll do some sound like um, bells. Bells work really well. Or like if you have a singing bowl or um, chimes or something like that, sound is really good for you know, elevating an energy in a space as well. Yeah. Yeah. And is there, I actually have a general question. I've, I've thought of this for a while. Um, is there inauthentic sounds? Like, you know, there's inauthentic or uh, off-brand like material things. Like maybe it's not a sticky note. It's like a, a sticky square. Yeah, yeah. Same thing, <laughs> but not the same thing. Is there that in, in sound or in um, crystal that could do a reverse or a bad effect to it? Um, you know what? With crystals, you have to be careful to make sure that you're actually getting crystals and not just somebody handing you a rock. You know what I mean? And telling you that it's a crystal. Um, that's why I tend to be a little bit um, skeptical about ordering that kind of stuff on like Amazon and stuff because you never quite know what you're going to get, right? Yeah. Um, if I'm going to buy a crystal, I want to make sure that I'm going to some a, a reputable, you know, crystal shop. Um, sound, I'm not so sure about though. I don't know. Because like, I can't test if it's actually 528. I have to trust Spotify to tell me that that's 528. I don't know. You just take them for their word, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, same people with the rock that are telling it's a crystal. Right. So we'll see. Uh, do you have a go-to crystal place that you work with? In- um, not, I mean, I have, there's a place actually, it's not in town here. It's actually about an hour and a half north of here um, that she sells um, authentic, actual genuine crystals. Um, so I do tend to work a little bit with her um you know that's probably the easiest way when i'm working with clients virtually i try to kind of pinpoint them to different spaces like different shops in their area that they can go to and take a look at what they can find that's genuine and real yeah uh because uh have you heard of honey like getting honey from a specific area helps you build the antibodies because the bees are correcting the pollen yes Mm -hmm. so is it that way with crystals? Like, do you want to get a crystal from this area because that area brings you that energy? You or... don't have to. No, no, with no? crystals, okay. you don't. No, no, no. So um, I actually, when we were away um, this summer, we drove out to Vancouver. Um, and on the way back in Ontario here, we have a place in Thunder Bay that actually, um, they're amethyst mines. And um, there's a shop in Thunder Bay that actually carries amethyst from the amethyst mine. So I bought myself a nice big amethyst and it's gorgeous. Um, But I mean, Thunder Bay is 12 hours from here. Like it's, you know, it's not local and I still love it. I still love it. And it's, you know, amethyst is really good for a couple of different things. 
Um, it's really good in your wealth area. It's good for um, grounding and support as well. Um, so putting it next to your bed is always good, you know, that kind of thing. But um, yeah, so I bought one in Thunder Bay this summer and it's it's huge. And that was called an amethyst? An amethyst, yeah. Amethyst. I'm writing yeah. that down. Yeah. In fact, I have the big amethyst and then I also have the amethyst tree. Hang on, I'll grab the tree real quick. Yeah, I kind of want to check these out because we talk so much about crystals um in my like main area but i have nothing upstairs which is where okay, so that's my amethyst are. tree i love amethyst okay. it's so pretty. and then so the bottom of it it's it's sitting on white quartz and then there's the amethyst crystals on it wow pretty. Yeah. that is cool yeah i think i need to incorporate something obviously upstairs and then in that basement area that we had talked about before where energy was just blocked and the next, the next echelon is to get into those rental units and try to implement some of this stuff in those rental units. Because um, for the most part, they've been faring well, like tenants are staying and they're happy. But again, always adding things as you can. Uh, one of my ideas with, with water was like a bird bath. Are those, those are okay does that to count or not really? Uh, they're okay to a point because you want to make sure that they're not, um, that the water is always getting cleaned. Um, it's good True. if it's attracting the birds to it because that way you have the, the natural energy of the birds kind of coming and going. But yeah. if it's just stagnant, that stagnant water is never good. Okay. So it's got to be moving. Yeah. I got to, I got to drop a new plan then. You got to either that or you're going to have to remember to clean it on a regular basis. As a property manager, you know that gets hard. Uh, yeah. To keep up on all the properties. That's yeah. going to be hard. I'll I'll research a plan B. There but I go. want to bring I want to bring water because water's been important to me. I've always tried to live near water. We live in a, a place called Lake Country. Perfect. So like that's one thing that I do want to bring to all the properties is some form of water because I feel like that's healthy. Water is so calming. It is so good for your well-being. Um, I'm actually in the process of looking at some property here. Um, it's about 45 minutes from town and it's it's right on the lake too. So I'm thinking that if I can kind of get property that has a combination of the nature, right? The rocks, the trees, the water, the whole bit. I know that I'll feel really, really good in that space and I, I can make the home any way I want. Yeah. And that's for you to move. So you're out of the apartment life, yeah. Yeah. going into the home life. That's yeah. going to be fun for you. I feel like you're going to have a lot of things to do in that, that oh house. Oh my God. Yeah. And the property that I'm looking at is empty. There's nothing on it. So I could build whatever I wanted. That's cool. Mm -hmm. That'll be nice. Yeah. That will be fun. So we'll uh, and you're, you're staying clear of Toronto. I don't know if you have anything against Toronto. Just busy. No, I, I go to Toronto. In fact, I was in Toronto two weeks ago. Um, I like Toronto. I like being there. I like being in Southern Ontario. Before I moved back up north, I was actually living about two hours east of Toronto. Um, I was there for about five years. And where we were living, um, it was really quite nice because we were on the Bay of Quinte in Belleville. And it's literally on like this little bay, which is part of Lake Ontario. So it's kind of in this little like tucked away pocket of the province. So it was really quiet, but it had everything you could need. And you were two hours from Toronto an hour and like two and a half hours from Ottawa. Like you were kind of in the middle of big centers, which was awesome, but it was yeah. super nice and quiet with like 45,000 people. Like it was perfect. Yeah. That seems like a good area, a good yeah, mix Yeah, where between. we lived, we were um, about a five-minute walk from the lake, and there were trails everywhere, so I could walk out there, like, all day long if I wanted to. 
That's nice. Yeah, we're sitting about 45 from any bigger. I mean, Milwaukee, we'll call it a big city, but it's not very big. We're talking about <laughs> Toronto. So, like, I'm not going to compare Milwaukee to Toronto. Uh, and the next one is Madison. And Toronto is probably three times the size of Madison, Milwaukee combined. Okay. But okay. those are both like 45 minutes away from where we're at, which is okay. perfect. We've got lakes, we've got nature, and we've got cities close enough to get to if we need to. That's exactly. Um, that's the thing I miss about being up here is that in order to get to the next, I guess you could, bigger city is like a four hour drive. Yeah, that's tough. Yeah. But peaceful, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah seven hours to get to Toronto from here. Yeah. When is that all going down? What have you, are you in negotiations now with that property or what? Not yet. Just I'm looking. Still, yeah. I'm still like, oh, I don't know if I want to do this or not. I don't know. I'm still, I'm in the process of selling my mom's house right now too. So that's making, I got yeah. all other stuff going on with her, you know? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. That's definitely. a lot of work putting her house up for sale. It's not even my house. Yeah. <laughs> do you, are you doing some energy per, like pre-work energy clearing on that house? Uh-huh. Nice. What did you do for that one? I mean, so, that's a very relevant thing for people listening to the show, selling, buying houses. Yeah. So what were some of the things you did in, in your mom's house? Well, I'm in the process of doing it right now. Um, it's going to be listed next week. So I'm in the process of doing all that kind of stuff right now. Um, one of the biggest things that has taken me like a year to do is to empty the place. Oh my good Lord. I mean, my parents were there. <laughs> my mom was there for 43 years, right? Wow. So you've got 43 years worth of stuff. They bought the house in 1978. My dad passed away 21 years ago and she still had a whole bunch of my dad's stuff. I was like, Oh dear God, what am I going to do with this? Um, so there was a lot of deciding <laughs> what are we going to do to get yeah. rid of all of this stuff? Because some of it was sentimental, but some of it didn't mean anything to me. And it's not like she needs it anymore. She lives in a senior's residence. She doesn't need all this stuff, right? Yeah. So that was a big, big part of it. I had to have a big dumpster come and like, we were pitching all sorts of stuff out. Like, you have no idea. <laughs> we threw out so oh, much stuff. Uh -huh. Yeah. Um, but then, you know, I, I actually have a house cleaner coming in and a carpet cleaner coming in um, to do like a full clean of the place. Um, I'm painting on uh, tomorrow. I guess I'm going in to paint the living room and hallway. Um, there's just a lot of that going on, but I've found that as I'm working through the house, what I've been doing is I've been opening all of the curtains and all of the windows to just kind of let the energy flow through the space. That's just been such a big thing because I just felt so closed in in there. My mom was one of these people that she always liked to just be hunkered down in her room and she didn't really open the windows a lot and it just felt stale in there and I was like screw this we need to open this up so yeah. I let all of the energy and the wind and everything breeze through her house and I, every time I'm there now I, I open everything open That's it all awesome. up yeah <laughs> and I'm gonna do um bef after they um do the final clean like the floors and the whatever I'm gonna go through and do um just a, a space clearing as well probably with the orange um just to kind of bring some life to the energy to, to the space so that yeah. when they are showing the home people are going to walk in and go oh it feels good in here you know that's yeah. that's what you want you want people to walk in and go oh this feels nice i could live here you know that's the point right yeah mm -hmm. yeah yeah. And then of course we did do a lot of stuff outdoors too i wanted to make sure that not only did it have good curb appeal but that you weren't I didn't have that negative energy kind of like pointing down the driveway of like dead plants and you know that kind of stuff so yeah. we kind of had to clear all that up too nice mm -hmm. 
Uh, what were some of the colors that you used on the inside? Are you going um, neutral? Are you just trying to make it? And... Yeah, so um, my mom's house faces south and her house is brick. It's a brown brick house. Um, so the inside of it, though, she's got gray carpeting. So I was like, well, I'm not ripping out the carpeting. It's staying put. Sorry. Um, so I ended up painting the walls, uh, or I'm going to be painting the walls tomorrow, um, a really, really, really light um, ivory. Um, because I know that that color actually works really well on camera. So when the real estate agent comes in and starts taking photos of the room, the rooms, I want to make sure that they look good on camera. So when you listen yeah. on the MLS, it doesn't look dirty. Right. Yeah. Makes sense. That's a good idea. Mm -hmm. Very mm -hmm. cool. It was the Because white, white's just going to be like glaring. Um, yeah. But then I decided to go with a warmer, a warmer white. It is the ivory because of the orientation of the house? You partly, but, partly, but yeah, because because it faces south, the light that's coming in through that front window is going to change the way the walls look. Oh, right? that makes sense. You know, if I were to paint that color in a different part of the house, it would look like a completely different color. Right. So mm -hmm. that does make sense. I didn't think about how the light would play into that one. But oh yeah. yeah, you know what? When you're picking out paint colors, you really want to take a look at the light reflect reflective value. And depending on what space you want to put it in, I always recommend if people are going to paint a space to um, just go to the dollar store and get a piece of like cork board and paint that cork board with it. Go to the paint store and get a sample, paint it, and then take that board and move it around the room at different times of the day and be able to see whether or not you like that color during the day or at night or whatever. because honest to god you can get a color that in the daylight it looks beautiful it's this beautiful creamy white and then at night you're going why does that look pink like you, yeah. you know so yeah i always recommend doing that yeah it's it is crazy the difference that paint will be and even if you go to like a big box builder uh like a home depot or menards throwing up names um if you go to the stain and you get like a light oak stain or a blue paint harder to tell in paint because it covers more but the type of material you paint on is going to make a difference in how that paint shows huge impact so, absolutely like we're trying to get a cedar tone on a piece of like pine to match another thing we don't just go cedar stain we have to get like six different stains stain the board that we're going to do leave it out let it dry have yep. it sit outside to see which one dries the closest to a cedar tone because absolutely it might be way different oh and i hadn't, hadn't thought about doing that with paint because that would be the same principle as as that well i used to work for benjamin moore so um when we're talking about paint colors and stuff we're always talking about what direction you're putting it in what room you're putting it in like how much natural light is coming in how much artificial light is in there what other things are in the room there's a lot of different things that impact the look of a wall when you're painting it and i mean you could paint one room one color and one wall is going to look lighter than the other you know what i mean and it's really yeah there's a lot of things that go into picking paint yeah mm -hmm. no absolutely yeah uh is there any problem areas that you found in your mom's house oh my god the laundry room <laughs> okay <laughs> is that because is that the same principle as the cleaning supplies like yes. that's where all of your your dirt goes Pretty much. Okay. Pretty much. Um, so part of it too is that there's shelving units in that laundry room that my dad had built back in 1980 or whatever. And my mom had no problem filling every one of those shelves with something. Like it was just so full of stuff. It wasn't funny. 
Um, I've never seen so much Christmas stuff in my life. But anyway, um, we finally got it all cleaned out. But then I realized that like that room just still felt like heavy. It felt dark. It just didn't feel right. Even though it was empty, we were like, hey, you think it would feel better now. Then we went in and did like a major wipe down of all the shelves. I didn't realize just like how different it felt to clean all the like just the dust and the, yeah. the stuff, right? Yeah. Um, and then we changed the light bulb too, because I was like, okay, this just, this is depressing. This is depressing. <laughs> but then what I also noticed was that she has um, a laundry sink in that laundry room. And what I realized was that there was actually a leak. And I was like, oh my God, there's the issue right there. So when you're like, even in your own house, if you have a leak, whether it's you know, like in a, in a kitchen or wherever, you want to get that fixed immediately because when you're leaking money, those are money leaks. And I was like, oh, okay, we need to fix this like right now. And then when so I that was home, not, that was not her running water. No, that was not her attempt of clearing the energy with running water. No, 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 no. It was leaking and it wasn't even coming from the actual faucet. There was a leak coming from like where the handle is. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I ended up having to call a plumber and I went to go and like get it like fixed and then realized that it wasn't just that it was leaking the whole like faucet basically was all like rusted. It was like corroded. Yeah. 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 And I was like, Oh my God. Okay. Well, let's fix that because we don't want any money leaks happening. Yeah. For sure. Nope. Those things are all too often. Those yep. little like slop sink sinks, the yep. faucets. You wish they would make them better. <laughs> Thing you is, they are. They probably <laughs> handle the most brunt out of anything. Like that sink gets treated awfully by me. Oh my god! Yes. So to make it industrial would be great. Yes. But all right. So once you get that fixed, that we're up on the market. So good luck with that home sale. Thank you. I hope it Obviously goes. Obviously, you've got. You've got the pro doing it, so this should be fun. Uh, hopefully, it's a breeze for you, too. I know the market's cooling, but... I hope it um, is okay. I mean, it's in a really fantastic neighborhood with a park behind it. It's near schools. It's, like, near the arena. Like, it's got... It, it's it's a good neighborhood. It's super quiet. It's a dead-end street. Like, I think I think we'll be okay. Yeah, and there's some properties that are just in good areas, and, yeah. and uh, there's some buyers out the there. Mm-hmm. Yes, the interest rates are up. Yes, it's slowing, but there are buyers out there and they're going to go after. That's what I'm feeling. And it's a really good family home, so I think it'll be fine. Yeah. Well, good luck with that adventure. Thank we, you. We hit our hour and I feel like I have to let you get going because you are <laughs> you have a lot of things to do in the next couple of days. Okay. No yeah, so, it's a little busy, but that's okay. Yeah, it'll go fast with you knowing what you know about what to clear, how to handle the situation. It would take me about three times as long to do it. (laughs) Uh, A lot of calls and texts for recommendations too. So uh, good luck with that process. Hopefully it goes well. Uh, We will check in again, I'm sure. Awesome. It's always wonderful chatting with you. Always fun. Always fun. And thank you for clarifying my crystals that I had no idea. Oh, good. You're doing them right. (laughs) I will put them back and uh, hopefully things keep going the way they are as we knock things off around here. Yes. And if you need me, you know where to find me. You know my uh, <laughs> contact information. Absolutely. Love it. Absolutely. Well, well, thank you very much. And uh, we will talk to you soon. Enjoy the weekend. Hopefully you get some relaxation through the whole home sale process. I'll try. <laughs> Perfect. Thank Have a good rest you. of your day. We'll talk to you soon. Okay. Thanks so much. Bye. Bye.